Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. This is Thursday morning, September 24th. I'm Tom Short. So glad to have you along as we get into the Word of God every day, day after day after day. And trust that as we build God's Word in our life, bit by bit, it will make a difference. And it will. And so I'm glad you're along with us. If this is your first time, welcome. Hope you subscribe, hit the notify button. Uh, leave, a, leave a comment, let me know where you're from and how you know me if you do, etc. And uh, share with your friends, okay? We've been talking about the Word of God and getting into the Word of God and understanding the Word of God. And one thing we've got, to, one thing we must realize is the Bible is no normal book. It's no typical book. Much of what we learn in life, we can just learn through plain old hard work. But the Bible's different. It's a spiritual book. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, we're told the natural man does not understand the things of God. He doesn't understand the Word of God. Indeed, it's foolishness to him. And I encounter this often. Maybe you have as well, where people think, you know, the gospel message or the ways of God, they don't get it. They see God as bad. They see God as unfair. They, they see all these things. Why? They're approaching it as the natural man. And to know God's truth God has got to reveal things to us. God has got to awaken us. God has got to help us understand. In Deuteronomy 29, verse 29, we're told the secret things belong to the Lord, but that which he has revealed, which he has revealed, we can understand, and it's for us and for our descendants forever. You know, if I were to say to you, sometimes I say on campus, <clears throat> I tell the students, I say, I have a number in my mind between one and a thousand. What number is it? Well, of course, you know, nobody knows. Some may have a better guess than others. If they, some knew my birthday, they might say 323. All right. Maybe that's a better guess than someone who pulls something out of random. Typically, some joker will say 666 is a number. But the point is, nobody knows unless I reveal it. You can't know what's in my mind unless I reveal it. And there are things about God that we can never know in the mind of God unless God reveals it to us. Now, who's he reveal it to? Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter 11, and he prays a prayer, and it says, verse 25 through 27, Jesus says, at that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth that you have hidden these things from the wise and intelligent and have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for this was well-pleasing in your sight. All things, that are all things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, nor does anyone know the Father except the Son and anyone to whom the Son wills to reveal him. How interesting. Jesus is telling us that God reveals things to people, to infants in this case, those I think who come to him with humility, trust, and faith. An infant, a child trusts. The wise and intelligent, the doubters, the skeptics, the haters. God hides things from them. If we don't come to God with humility, we talked you know, a couple weeks ago about the importance of trembling before the Lord, trembling before his word. If we come to God placing his word underneath us and we're the judge of us, we're of it, we're over his word, 
God cannot, God often hides things from these people. Whereas those who come under the word of God and are humble and broken before him, contrite of spirit, humble, God reveals things. And so his revelation comes, his revelation is necessary to understanding the word of God. This is one reason I point out, and, and my goodness, one of the biggest mistake mistakes people make in the college, in the university, is to take a course taught, a course on the Bible taught by unbelievers. Every major university has Bible courses, the New Testament, the Old Testament, and so on. Understanding the Bible, every one of them. And almost all of these courses are taught by atheists. And by people who who are under who would undermine the scripture and who would tear apart and deconstruct it. And so don't ever, ever, ever allow an atheist, a God hater, uh, a skeptic to be someone who teaches you the word of God. I mean, it's just crazy. And yet so many Christians take these courses as electives. And their faith gets decimated. And unbelievers take this course thinking they never knew the Bible and they'd be interested in knowing it. And, and, uh, and instead they, they, they come out of their thinking, why would anyone in their right mind ever believe this book? The most hostile classes. Now there are some, there are some right here at Ohio State, we've got a good Bible-believing teacher. But it's rare. And so be careful. So as we talk about knowing the Word of God, God has to reveal it to us. We learn when we come to God with humility. But here's the thing. As we talk about meditating, and meditation is the key to learning the Word of God, applying our mind, thinking, reflecting, actively engaging with what does the Scripture say. We go back to the two of the theme verses we've been looking at. Joshua 1.8, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. In other words, don't stop talking about it. But you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written within it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you'll have success. Psalm 1, verses 1 through 3. How blessed is a man who does not stand in the counsel... Excuse me. How blessed is a man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked nor stand in the path of sinners nor sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He'll be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. And in whatever he does, he prospers. So we, we with promises like this, promises of success, prosperity, uh, strength, even in a time of, of drought when others' leaves are withering, that we would be fruitful. We want to be people who meditate. What's the key to meditation? I actively think, I actively engage, I actively reflect so that I will be careful to do what it says. My friends, we must understand the scripture always is action-oriented. It's always, it's never just knowing something. Faith always acts. Faith in God believes, it trusts. It's never, it's not a dead faith that does nothing. It's an active faith. In scripture, we're often, it, the, the idea of just knowing what the Bible says versus doing what the Bible says are set apart from one another. 
God reveals things to those who will take his word seriously and who will act upon it. Why would God reveal things to people who, who read with no intention of doing what it says? And in our day and in our country, in our culture here in America, we have so much Bible knowledge. But remember that where we have, where there's a, a gap between what I know and what I do, that is a dangerous gap. James chapter 1, verse 22, 21, 22, right in there. Prove yourselves doers of the word and not merely hearers who deceive or who delude themselves. My friend, the, the gap between what we hear and what we do is the delusion gap. We think of ourselves as more than we are. We think of ourselves as more spiritual than we are. It's a dangerous, dangerous thing to know to know much more than we do. And this is why I've always stressed in my life, and I stress for you, the key is not the accumulation of knowledge near, nearly as much as the application of knowledge. I know some people want to you know, read large chunks of the Bible, and, that, and that's certainly it's its place to have large chunks of the Bible. I, in my life, try and read smaller portions and think about them and make sure that I understand them and I'm doing them. Psalm 111, verse 10, a good understanding have all those who do his commandments. God gives his understanding and revelation to those who obey his commandments. John 14, 21, Jesus said, who has my commandments and keeps them, he is the one who loves me, and he who loves me shall be loved by my Father, and I will love him and will disclose myself to him. There again, when we have his commandments and keep them, obey them, that's the ones to whom God discloses himself and gives revelation, gives knowledge, gives understanding. By the way, when I speak or say revelation, I'm not talking about, you know, writing scripture. I'm talking God is revealing his understanding through the Holy Spirit. 1 Timothy 1.5, Paul writes, the goal of our instruction, the goal, why we are teaching, why he wrote these epistles, the goal of our instruction is love from pure heart, a good conscience, and a sincere faith. And he warns that some have missed this. Some have gone astray. They've missed the value and importance, the significance. The goal of our instruction is love from a pure heart, a good conscience, and a sincere faith. And so in my daily email yesterday, I gave several questions that you might consider as you read the Bible that help us slow down and think. You know, I've... I've that I would encourage you to subscribe to my daily emails at tomthepreacher.com so you have these things. I'll post them in the description below here when I'm done. But basically, questions like, is there a promise to claim? Is there a command to obey? Is there something I should avoid doing? Is there an example to follow? Is there something here for which I should praise God? These are the type of questions that we should be asking ourselves and reading slowly enough that we engage and we interact and we think. This is one place where journaling can help us come in. We talked two days ago about journaling the scripture. There's one place where journaling can help us slow down, consider what we're reading, look for applications, and then commit those to God. We want to be people who meditate on God's word. We think about it. We've got to be learning the word of God, folks. These are troubling days we live in. These are days that are confusing. These are days, you know, Jesus said this. 
He said, the one who hears his words and acts upon will be like the man who built his house upon a rock. And the, and the rains came, the floods rose, the winds blew, and the house stood firm in that man because he built his house on the rock. The foolish man built his house on the sand. He's the one who heard and did not act on what he heard. And his house was, his, when the rains came and the floods came, his house was knocked down. Great was his ruin, great was his loss. What was the difference? Both of them heard, one acted. These are days when the storms of life are coming upon us in ways that are unusual for many of us. We better make sure our house is built on the rock and we have a firm foundation. How do we do that? Bit by bit, day by day, we're building obedience to the Word of God. That makes us strong. That'll make us people who can survive and thrive during the winds, the storms of life. Father in heaven, we bless you today for your, the Word of God. It is the Holy Word of God. It was given to us by holy men who heard from you and, and wrote down the things that you told them, wrote down, were inspired by you. It was your very breath. All Scripture is God-breathed. It's inspired. It's, it's profitable for teaching, for reproof for correction, for training in righteousness that you would make us adequate, equipped for every good work. We pray, Father, today that with this treasure of the Word of God, all oh, that we would hide it deep within our soul, all oh, that it would give us life, all oh, that you would reveal it to us because we come to you as infants, as babes, with humility, with trust, with faith, with an obedience. Lord, might it not be said of any of us that we were the wise, the intelligent, the know-it-alls, the arrogant, that you hid your truth from. These are days, Lord, we need to be hearing from you. These are days that we need to know what's on, what's on your heart. What are you doing? You said you reveal your truth. You tell us. We ask, oh God, help us, give us understanding of your word. Give us understanding of the times in which we live. Help us know, Lord, uh, what we should be doing, how we sh how, what does it look like to follow Jesus in these times of confusion and questioning, medical problems, health problems, economic uncertainty, perhaps government tyranny. Lord, everything's just changing right before our eyes. And I pray that we'd be people. We want our house to stand firm. We want to build upon the rock. And we know, Lord, the key to that is not that we're updated with the latest headlines, as important as that may be. The key to that is that we get every day we're getting into your word and we're obeying it. We're learning. Help us, Father, to be people who interact with your word. Help us pe be people who, who do know how to meditate so we'll be careful to obey it. We want to build our house on that rock. We want to be strong and mighty. We want, Lord, in the name of Jesus and the power of Jesus, not to be overcome by evil, but to overcome evil with good. We want to be mighty men and women of God. We know this means that we need to be mighty in the Word of God. So build it into our life, we pray. Give us this spirit of humble obedience. Give us insight and wisdom as to what it says and how we apply it in our lives, we pray. Lord, we do pray. We continue to pray for those who are ill with this resurgence of the COVID, and they think of terror in particular. We pray, Father, that you'd bring healing to these people. We pray people would, in, in, you'd watch over particularly your people, your children, give them strength, give them healing, give them, revive them, we pray, protect them, watch over them. We pray comfort families. We pray, we pray, Lord, in the midst of these difficult times, we know our eyes turn to you. 
with greater faith and greater trust. And we, as we see the limitations of our own medicine, we see the limitations of our own abilities, our eyes are on you. And we pray this for our brothers and sisters in particular who are struggling with this illness. And we pray that all people, their eyes might turn to you in times of trouble. Fill us with your spirit today. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Give us your wisdom. Give us, a, might we be bright shining lights set on, a, set on a hill for all to see and give glory to our Father in heaven. We pray these things. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. All right, folks. Hey, there's our marching orders. Be in the Word. Come here every day. This, we, this is our spirit. We don't talk just about knowing the Word. We talk about applying the Word, obeying the Word in our actions, our words, our attitudes, our spirit, our faith. And so if, if you're one of learning that, come here day by day. I hope you do come every day. I hope you share and invite your friends. I hope you invite your pastor. Encourage your pastor to tell your whole church about it. Encourage your pastor to say, you know, our whole church ought to be listening to these Daily Words and Prayer with Tom Short. Uh, send them the link. Get others involved. We've got to. Folks, we live in tough times. We've got to be strong and mighty. We need a mighty army of God-fearing, God-loving followers of Jesus raised up in our country and in our world. And let's us be a part of it. Okay? God bless you. Thanks for being with me today. I love you guys. So glad to have you along. And we'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be a special day. Very special. You'll find out when you tune in. I'll tell you why. God bless you. Have a great day. Bye-bye.